Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. DA with you, of course, and this is the show within the show, the show off the air about the show. That's kind of our MC Escher moment here with the podcast. It's the show about and within the other show that's on the radio. This one's not. Okay, so you can get us on iTunes. You can get us on our website, daoncbs.com. So it's a momentous PGP because it's the last one that we will have with Jolton Joe DeLuisio as a member of the DA. He is moving on to bigger and better things in his alma mater at Iona College. He is going to be overseeing, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jody, overseeing the communications department in terms of the, the student content that they that they produce. Correct. So student television broadcasts and radio broadcasts, you'll be kind of overseeing that. All that good stuff, yes. And so... Basically, whatever comes out of Iona Communications will have your fingerprints on it, which is slightly terrifying. Pretty much, yeah. I'm actually surprised that I was qualified enough to get the position, but I am fortunate enough to be taking my talents to Iona. Taking your talents to Iona. Is that technically in Iona the town? No, it's in the city of New Rochelle. New Rochelle, okay. So... That's cool. And then not only are you going back to to work in your old alma mater, which is going to be great, but also you are going back to get your graduate degree in business? Correct. I am planning on getting my MBA. Yeah, so that's a big deal. And they're paying for you to go back for classes. Yes, I'm actually fortunate enough. I have to wait through a little bit of a uh, what they call a probation uh a probation, uh, I don't Seems know. Seems appropriate that you would be on probation. No, it's it's something that every new employee has to go through. You're in a probation period for the first 90 uh, days. Okay. And then once that passes, then you could uh, go on with the process, uh, start applying if you want to go back to school, start using vacation days. Start applying to Iona. Yeah, so I have to go through the whole wow. process again. I mean, that shouldn't be a, a problem. Isn't I was that interesting. So you you will be employed by them, but you will still have to apply to get into all their schools. It's kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie, but I don't think I'll have a problem getting in. Yeah. I don't know if I have to take any tests. I hope not. I'm kind of concerned about that. Like you did decently academically. Oh, when you were I there? did. I did very well. I'm not like Sean. I did very well. Yeah. Yeah. Mraz is disturbing to say the least. How stupid he is. So anyway, so you did well in school, and so you should be able to get back in and get your MBA. And then what are you hoping to do with the MBA? I have no idea. 
Masters in Business Administration, is that what that count stands for? That is exactly what it stands for. Um, honestly, I don't know. I uh, When I was in at un, my undergrad, wow, I cannot speak today, obviously. Yeah, you've been hanging out with Mraz. Clearly. Um, I minored in marketing, so I do have a an interest in that side, in that, in that okay, field. Okay, okay. I kind of never got an opportunity, though, to venture into that field because I started interning at WFAN in New York, then I interned at CBS Sports Radio, and I got hired relatively quickly. So I never got a chance, and I never, uh, I knew radio wasn't the end goal, and I, I knew producing wasn't the end goal. I, I know I'm not good enough to be on air, so I uh, pretty much don't know what I want to do. So getting paid to go back to school is a good thing. I think so. So, yeah, no, this is very cool, and uh, you should be very, very proud. Very, uh, You should be congratulated because this is a very cool job. And uh, my only question is, for you to now be overseeing the communications department and all of the student content that comes out, they must have never listened to the show. Oh, uh, no, no, I don't think they, they've ever listened to the show, but I can guarantee you one thing, that the DA show will, the DA show will be streaming Throughout the uh, communications building. Oh, okay. Well, on the third good. floor, Murphy Center. Okay. We, I will make sure that we have some type of a feed so we could uh, broaden the audience and, and let them listen to award-winning radio. Yeah, that would be very that would be very helpful for our audience. But I'm just saying, like, our show would not be the show that administrators would say, oh, this is a good example of professional radio. You should try to emulate this. You're, you are right. At the same time, I think um, if they ever did listen to the show, they've they've noticed how creative the show is, mm. and I think that's the, that was that was definitely a selling point oh, of how creative this show is and how much uh, behind the scenes social media stuff we do. So, well, you do all the social media stuff, but so the, the interesting. Thing, you've you've taught me a lot. Yes. So that's yeah. helped. Uh huh. So it's flattery will get you everywhere here, Jody. So when you applied. They were impressed that you just simply worked in radio, or were they specifically impressed that you worked at CBS Sports Radio? In other words, had you been in any other position in radio, would it have been the same thing? I think the fact that I worked for CBS kind of impressed them. Okay. At the same time, uh, one of the first questions they asked me was, why the hell would you want to leave CBS and come to Iona? And then you said... Why the hell wouldn't I? Exactly. (laughs) I said, it may be the name, but... I work alongside Mraz every day. So they probably have never seen the chicken challenge. They probably have never seen the wienership. They probably have never seen um, Mraz in a Speedo out in Central Park. No, they haven't, unless they've checked my social media feeds, which is possible because they did a uh, background check and I had to give all my accounts up. Uh So they might have seen some photos... And I hope they didn't see Mraz in that Speedo. So you had to give them your access to all of your... They just wanted the username that I'm using for okay. all my accounts. Because isn't that interesting? When you go... This is a very important lesson for young people. When you go and you interview for jobs now, they will check all of your social media accounts to see if you're if you're a jabroni. And don't think you're ahead of the game by putting your account on private. That means absolutely nothing. Really? Yeah. They have access to everything. Absolutely. So... You're probably pretty glad that you never got too loose on the social media. No, I was always a, a relatively calm guy when it came to social media. Yeah. You know, if I was out with my buddies, I'd post a picture with my buddies, but I wouldn't really uh, show what's going on. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that was smart. People don't realize that stuff lives forever. So this is very good. I am very excited for you. So uh, today is a Monday. Your final show is going to be tomorrow on a Tuesday. I assume I'm still going to see you at Block Party in the birthday. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's assuming I get invited to the birthday. Well, you'll be invited. You have a lifetime pass here, Joe D. You're always part of the family. So what's good also is that you're no longer working weekends, so I actually will get to see you Absol- a little bit. Absolutely, and I, I'm most excited about that. I've missed a lot, a lot of events that have occurred on the weekends or how to use vacation days and pick or choose what what events I could go to. Like, let, for example, your, the last birthday I wasn't able to go to. Yeah. I wasn't able to attend the block party. So it's been uh, relatively difficult to make it make it out to see you guys outside of the studio so i'm actually excited for that that's very good okay very good you will work with so many more professional people than us here on radio oh yeah i actually have to look pretty decent when i go to work now yeah slacks and a button down i can't go in jeans yeah i can't go in sweats like i do here on the weekends yeah. or shorts when it's summertime so it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment yeah no hoodies for you anymore yeah, that's probably what I'll miss the most. What's going to be amazing that you will dress up, but then all of the students will not. Exactly. And it's actually going to be really strange that some of the students are going to be, what, two or three years younger than me? And you might have some grad students that are older than you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That was another question. Will you be able to handle the students who are relatively close? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Shouldn't be an issue. Okay, so this is going to be exciting for you, man. This is going to be very, very exciting. So I think, I mean, the question, well, number one, I I did want to go back to last week's uh, PGP for a second. Myself and Ward went into the Speedo and Birdseed thing, and we really laid into Mraz for how disgusting he looked in that Speedo. And I think for Mraz, it was a little jarring because, you know, when, when we're on the air, I'm not allowed to use the F word. And, you know, I'm, I obviously am not going to trash him for his weight in front of him. But I had to be honest, talking to, to Ward, that it, stu- stuck out, it stuck out to me. It stood out. Because remember that picture that we got of Mraz trying to, like, do the selfie, but it was, like, pouring out? Roll, tra- roll on roll on roll on roll. Yes. yes. That picture is now burned into my retina. It's burned into my brain. That'll never exit your brain. You can't unsee something like that. And you you can be fair about this. You can be diplomatic. Was that, was that um, anything surprising to you? Was that uh, jarring to you? Was that jolting? Was it disgusting? What did you think about that, that picture? I am shocked. Well, the picture was disgusting. Okay. I, I'm mortified and... Like you, I will never be able to unsee that. I'm actually picturing it right now, and it's it's disgusting. It was so bad, I didn't put it on Facebook. I actually asked Mraz, like, this makes you look really bad. You, you couldn't put that on Facebook. That's how bad it looked. That's how bad it looked. And it, I'm not, I don't think we're exaggerating. No, it, it was disgusting. It was honestly disgusting, and I'm sure the listeners right now are like, <laughs> I need to see this picture, <laughs> you but don't. you don't want to see it. You don't. You don't. I'm actually so surprised at how well Mraz carries the weight with his clothes on. Yeah. He doesn't look as big and as robust. <laughs> but when he takes off his shirt and he takes off his pants and he's only in a Speedo, my God, that is a terrible, terrible look. He looks horrendous. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep harping, harping on this because we did this last week, but 
it was startling when we saw it in person at Central Park. He's got to do something. The diet shakes and the diet during the week is not working. I mean, I, I understand you love football and you want to eat for 14 hours straight on Sundays. But, I mean, here's here's the prime time off season for Mraz to really, you know, get into better shape, be a better man, and it's not happening. Well, so with you leaving, I'm a little bit more worried because we don't know who's going to take over your slot. I'm and sorry about that, by the way. Yeah. You may have a rotating shift. The DA show may be... Maybe a bumpy ride heading into <laughs> heading into the final four. It's going to be a rotating quarterback mess. We're just going to have it's going to be a bunch of backups. Pretty much going to be Browns esque. Yeah, it really will be. Yeah, it's going to be RG three one day, and then Kevin Hogan the next, and then Johnny Manziel the next. I mean, other than Ward, we're kind of the Browns of the board op situation <laughs> with we, rotating. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, it was it was Kenny Brock, it was Moralia, it was me. Yeah, but here's the thing. All three of you guys that have left have gone on. You've gotten promoted. You actually took better jobs. That's true. Brock ended up getting a job on the TV side of things in production, and Moralia went to go work for Madison Square Garden in the PR department. Now, you're moving on to your alma mater, Iona College. So everybody, nobody got fired. Everybody actually used it as a platform and a jumping-off point, which is great. That's true. Which I'm very proud of. But... I think it's going to be a it's going to get a little loose because you were excellent at what you did and so now I'm a little worried and uh and anybody that's listened to this PGP knows you guys have cracked on me for <clears throat> times perfectionism and uh, idiosyncrasies and attention to detail and I know it's not going to be as good without you around but my other concern is that you also would eat healthy every night so I knew we could count on you 99% of the time to be eating your ground turkey on your bed of brown rice with a few vegetables, very bland, very boring, very consistent. Once in a blue moon, you would go all in on a buffalo chicken pie with Merez or get a little... Every now and then, you got to treat yourself. To yeah, that. you would get a big burger or something like that every so often. But, I mean, that, that, w- that would happen once out of 100 nights on the show. Now, whoever steps in, this is not an easy shift to eat healthy because you were always on the air during dinner. So you've really got to be disciplined. And everybody else around here orders Chinese, orders, I mean, if they're being healthy, Subway, <laughs> you know, they're usually getting big slices of pizza. Chipotle. Chipotle. They're getting, uh, you know, um, big sandwiches and subs and heroes. I mean, it's not good what what is eaten around here on a nightly basis. Not at all. So whoever is going to fill in for you is going to be right next to Mraz, and that's going to be the devil on Mraz's shoulder. It's going to be a really bad scene for Mraz. Because now, you and Ward bring in your own meals 99% of the time. Exactly. You don't order in. And whoever takes over is almost guaranteed to order in. Now, let me tell you, I'll give you two guys that would kill Mraz. Okay. And that would be Big Red. Big Red. Big yeah. Red and Duffy. Now, those two men. Those are big boys. Those are big boys, and that's a lot of weight behind the glass. <laughs> and if those two guys are getting shifts, yeah. I could guarantee you Mraz is eventually going to break and say, you know what? Hell with it. Give me the dumplings. <laughs> get, let, let me get the let me get the uh, sweet and sour chicken, chicken and broccoli. It'll happen a lot more often than it, oh than it was happening. Oh, my God. Yeah, it will. It will. The, the best thing for Mraz is if a guy like, you know, Kaplan or... or uh, the, the uh, double-A prospect Ryan Hickey comes up 
Yeah, thin guys that are worried about their weight. Exactly. They're worried mean, about their, their Ka- health. Kaplan doesn't eat when he's here, and Hickey eats peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So Mraz is just going to be... Uh, that's needed. That That's the best case scenario for Mraz. I think Mraz is most concerned, though. Forget about eating. is about uh, being able to be himself back there. You know how Mraz has uh, got loose lips... Yeah, I passes mean, gas a lot. Yeah, a lot. He he's more worried about you know what if the next guy won't let, won't be okay with me passing gas <laughs> as if I'm okay with it. Well, that is what's kind of amazing is that from Brock who was just thoroughly disgusted by Moraz, thoroughly just felt Moraz was reprehensible human behavior, but accepted it because he just looked at Moraz as disgusting. Then to Moralia, who was so lighthearted about everything, found everything the Moraz did hysterical. To, that was Planet Stevo. To you, who I think will just have been beaten down to where it's disgusting for you, but you can't call him out for his gas all the time or his disgusting belches or his smells because you've just been beaten down enough. It's gotten to the point where it's like, if I, why waste my breath? Yeah. Because it's not going to change. Right. You know, just because I tell him to stop, it, it, it me telling Moraz to stop entices him to do it more. Yeah. So it's kind of better if I just shut my mouth, just call him a fat ass and shake my head, <laughs> than trying to make him stop. Has there ever been a night behind the glass that you thought you would just, like, choke or die? Or remember it being specifically disgusting back there, from smells to sounds to whatever he was eating? Yes, there was one show coming off a holiday break okay. where we decided all to go in on buffalo chicken. Okay. I don't know if you remember buffalo this. Buffalo chicken pizza. Buffalo chicken pizza. So it was the three of us. We got a large buffalo chicken pizza. You had two slices. Mraz, I believe, had four, and okay. I had two. Okay. I mean, first of all, he was in a food coma. <laughs> but, I mean, every time he moved around in that chair, a different noise would come out, whether it was him <laughs> belching or him passing gas. It was It was disgusting. And Mraz is one of the reasons why I always bring a to-go for Breeze with me. <laughs> so I'm constantly spraying. Otherwise, yeah. it's like a gas chamber. Yeah. that I will never forget that. Oh, that, yeah. that was disgusting. I don't know how you sat in there and just soaked in all that gas. And sometimes, you know what's even, I don't, you never notice it because his feet are obviously underneath the desk. Yeah. There's been quite a few times where he says he needs to let his puppies breathe, which means he takes off his shoes, and he's just there in his socks. And he's just probably filled with sodium, so he's just got puffy feet. Puffy feet and just sweaty feet, and it just stinks. Oh. It stinks. Think about how much more professional the atmosphere you'll be in will be. Oh, uh, it's going to be a culture shock. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to walk into a newsroom where people are just literally, you know, (laughs) ripping farts. Let's be honest. It's like a gym locker room over here. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, Sometimes when I bring my girlfriend over um, or she wants to drop by to say hello or whatever, I'm like, just don't look in the newsroom. It's just disgusting. It's just, it's, you know, it's a bunch of dudes just being dudes. I feel bad every time she comes here because then she's got to sit in the control room and it definitely stinks because by the time she gets here, it's like three hours into the show. She's just better off waiting in the the lobby. No question. Yeah, there's no question. There is no... um, there's no kind of like shiny, glitzy show business here. Nothing. This no. is this is how the sausage is made. Absolutely. 
So, yeah, so I, I don't know what this means for Mraz. I think he's also freaking out because he's worried about training somebody else. Well, we, we know that Mraz does not do well with change. We know he also does not want to uh, put in any more work than he has to. So to train somebody else or to lean on somebody else is not a good thing. He doesn't know what to expect. I mean, all of this is just sitting you, up for You him. need to try to not get aggravated because then forget it. I know that it's a combination of you being aggravated and Mraz having to worry about training and, and change is a volcano waiting to erupt. Yeah, the only problem is if I don't get aggravated, sometimes Mraz gets real sloppy. You've seen it. Oh yes, if I, I have. I, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm not like kind of pressing on, if he doesn't worry a little bit about me being aggravated, things could really get sloppy. Then forget it. It's real sloppy. The mothership has officially disconnected. <laughs> Uh, so what this is also good for is that you during the summer going to, uh, your, your shore hits and your beach hits and your block party hits and, uh, all that fire Island and everything. This is really going to open up your summer in a big way. I can't wait. I can, I, I've been saying I haven't had a weekend where I didn't have to use a vacation day, um, since junior year of college. Atlantic City is going to have its name, your name tattooed all over you. I mean, they might as well just put the bench out there, statue of me. <laughs> right on Bally's Beach Bar. Oh, just man. put the statue of Jolt and Joe on the dance floor. But you know what? Now that you're in a, in a relationship, is it? can it still be as as crazy as it used to be? Uh, it, it won't be as crazy, but uh, she'll just probably be there, so it could still get a little crazy. Oh, so you're planning to invite her to all these? Uh, um, maybe not every every. Yeah, event. you do a lot of dudes yeah. weekends. And, you know, when you do the dudes weekends, it's got to be the dudes. You don't want to have, you don't want to be the one dude that brings the girl. No. No, and no matter how cool she is, then you are looked at as the lame friend. Yeah, you can't do that. No way. Can't do that to the rest of the guys because then you also kind of have a narc for the rest of the guys. Exactly. So a dude's weekend will be a dude's weekend, and there'll be plenty of those. (laughs) Well, we will miss you a great deal here, Joe D., but uh, I'm sure I will see you on weekends much more proficiently. I hope so, D.A. Uh, And then also this weekend, this Friday is St. Paddy's Day. I know you've had a tradition of uh, going out for St. Paddy's Day. You doing that this Friday? Uh, I was planning on it, but there was a little change. We're not, I'm not going out now. What I'm doing is I'm going to be bunkering down at my buddy's apartment because it's March Madness. So oh. we're pretty much just going to be in front of three TVs, a couple laptops, and be drinking beers all day. Oh, very good. So we kind of have a little March Madness party. Okay. All right. Very good. I like it. All right. That is Joe D. That is side A. And Mraz has the rest of Joe D's sign-off and au revoir on side B next. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast, the final Permission Granted Podcast for Joel D'Aloisio, as you just heard him on Side A. Boy, that's back-to-back weeks. Me, Mraz, the executive producer of the DA show, has been bumped off of Side A of the PGP. I think they're trying to phase me out on this thing. I really don't know. But yes, I am Mraz, and Joe D is here. Joe D, what's up, man? What's up, Sean? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, better than you at the moment, which we'll get to here right out the shoot, because I think something very funny happens in radio once, maybe twice a year, and it's something we're undergoing now, and, and it's ironically syncing up with the fact that you're at the end of the road here yourself. And that is Snowmageddon, uh, sh- the storm Stella, the winter storm. Was that not a good Stella for you? That was terrible. 
It wreaked havoc on the Northeast Monday night into Tuesday, or so we were told. Okay, <sighs> what a disaster! Oh, before you even go any further, now that I'm, you know, I'm leaving CBS Sports Radio and I have the opportunity to go back to school. You know what? Screw the NBA. I think I'm going to try to become a weatherman because these guys can be so wrong and they still have a job. They don't get fired. They don't get fired for being wrong, and they were so wrong, and I'm so frustrated about it. Okay, so now to piggyback off that, because we know a lot of our listeners aren't necessarily living in the Northeast, many up North. I mean, we love our Green Bay listeners, and they're all over the South and out West, so maybe some of you guys don't even deal with storm. But essentially what was happening here in the Northeast is over the weekend, weather stations and even the regular news set panic to everybody saying, not only would we be getting snow, And not only were we going to get a lot of snow, we were then under a blizzard warning, which means like winds over 45 miles an hour, and they upped the snow totals to nearly 24 inches, two feet of snow, which, by the way, would take us, I would say, a month or so if the weather stays freezing to melt it. Two feet of snow, and that's about up to my, uh, you know, my kneecaps over here. So what happens here in radio, as I was just getting into, is... Unlike other businesses where I, I see this new phenomenon with people that are close to me, and, and I'm sure you've seen it too. You get the work from home option where you have the laptop. Yeah, that doesn't exist in radio. No, it doesn't exist in radio. Radio, you got to get here. The microphone's got to get turned on. The sponsor's got to get read. Radio is 24-7, 365. So what happens is if Most you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, your bosses will, will spring for some hotel rooms. And you're not getting your own hotel room. No. You're going to have to share with somebody. And if you're not lucky... And the bosses feel like maybe the storm's being overhyped, which somehow they didn't this time. They're telling you, well, you just got to get here and you got to basically sleep in the newsroom, you know, in sleeping bags. Basically. Which I have seen both in my radio career. This time they got people rooms, so everybody stayed. The problem was, as we're taping this on Tuesday, by the time we woke up Tuesday, looked outside, okay, there's some snow outside, but this just looks like a, you know, a regular two inches of snow. And all of a sudden you start reading, and it seems like this snow rain line they had shifted where it seems like a lot of the north, upstate New York and uh, whatever you want to, Rhode Island, Connecticut, they got kind of pounded where Jersey, Long Island, and Manhattan got less. So essentially, I mean, I know I thought I was going to stay here for a couple nights. I'm going home tonight. You, Joe, though, living in upstate New York cannot get home. Right. As of right now, that at, uh, I don't know, what time is it? Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, March 14th. I currently cannot get home. Now, I am hoping, I am praying that by the time the show signs off the air at 10 p.m. Eastern and by the time I'm done podcasting and saying my goodbyes, that the trains will be up and running and I could go home tonight because I do not want to stay in a hotel room again. And you guys may be like, oh, but you're in a hotel. What are you worrying about? It's just the extra stress. It's my last damn day. Right. You're not coming in tomorrow. Like, they, they're putting up a ton of people in hotels. Like, I have the option to stay in a hotel tonight, but being how I got literally rain on Long Island, there's no sense in me staying. I'm out of here. Show ends tonight. You. I'm out of here. I'm I, jealous. I stayed last night. There are a couple other guys staying in the hotel. The difference is everybody staying in the hotel tonight has to come back to this place tomorrow. You are out of here. And not to mention, regardless, even if I wasn't out of here, Wednesday and Thursday were, were my weekends. But regardless, I'm never coming back. I'm gone. That's a little harsh. So I guess you're not visiting ever. This is your last PGP, huh? I mean, if you want to book me for a PGP, you know I'm I'm more than uh uh um I'm open to coming back on any time. I'm Se- open to. Oh yeah, I would be honored if you want to do All a right, weekly honored. spot. Okay. With me on the PGP. Pump the brakes. It's Ward's time to shine now. Point being though, Joe, you're stuck here, and the winter storm has screwed us. 
Now, your roommate for night one was Adam Klug, the producer of the Doug Gottlieb show. How did that go? Indeed it was. Um, You know what? Was there any interaction? There was some interaction. Now, uh, that Gottlieb show signs off at 6 p.m. Eastern. We, of course, sign off at 10 p.m. Eastern. Right. So, um, when I got back to the hotel room, it was around 11 p.m. Eastern, and we all, myself, um, Adam Klug, Tom DeCelestino, and Stu Kovacs, all who work on the Gottlieb show, decided to go get a, a couple beverages. Nice, okay. So we went downstairs into the uh, hotel bar, had a couple beers, and then uh, the bartender told us, oh, this is let." Now, it, was, it wasn't even midnight, and she was like, all right, this is last call because I need to go, I need to go home because I don't want to get stuck here because of the storm. Smart play by her. I mean, I don't blame the girl. Like, she wanted to get home, but at the same time, she's at the hotel. They can't just give her a room. <laughs> they probably there, was, there were people there. There was like eight or nine people. She wants to go home. It wasn't a popping crowd. Anyway, we had a few beers. She closes the place down, but it was too early. I, you know what? We, we were in the hotel. We said, you know, let's take advantage of this. So you were going all out. Oh, yeah. So myself, Tom, and Stu decided to go to another bar. And uh, Adam Klug went upstairs to bed. He called, oh, he he called bed? it quits. Yeah. Jeez. All right. He so was th- he was very disappointed when he got his bill, and he, the Heineken was a little pricey. That was it. So Klug, by the way, some nerve because I, you know, let's be honest, some producers <laughs> get paid more than others here. <laughs> I, I will admit the the Heineken was a little pricey, considering. So I believe. But, but hold on, too. Adam Klug has to be in his mid thirties. Would you say? Uh, early 30s, I think, yeah. Early, early 30s. mid-30s, yeah. My question is this. Who under the age of, let's say, 37 is drinking Heineken's these days? That's a good point. I was actually surprised with his choice of beverage, but you know who— You, know, you notice that, right? Like, when you drink Heineken, or when you see people drinking Heineken, it's usually an older crowd. That's not a young man's beer well, anymore. Well, I'll be—you'll be shocked to find out that Stu Kovacs was also drinking Heineken. Stu getting that Heine, baby? He was getting the Heine, and— <laughs> And uh, Tommy was drinking Coronas. Okay, nothing wrong with Coronas. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, uh, I believe uh, Klug's Heineken was like $9. He, he wasn't very happy no, about okay. it. Okay, now let me ask you, with you on your way out, because I didn't participate in this, I had other uh, other arrangements, did they take care of you as far as buying your beers on your way out the door? Um, No, not at the hotel, okay. but then Tom did buy a couple rounds at the bar. Okay, good. At the following bar, so yes. Now getting to your uh, here, as we'll, we'll kind of bring this back in, because... You know, you're heading your farewell, and I know you did a lot of that in side A with DA. Uh, I guess a couple things. A couple of the funny things here, because we, we were, like, doing behind the scenes on the PGP. What is your best behind-the-scenes moment with DA as far as whether it be funny, far as whether you were so angry? Because we've gone over some of the moments that, you know, me and Brock have had, me and Ward have had, where we were just so ticked and annoyed at DA but with his idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. Did, is there a moment that sticks out to you? And you're two years on the DA show here. That you're going to look back and be like, yeah, DA killed me that day. I will never forget. Now, he didn't kill me that day. He kind of killed the both of us. Okay. And I think you know where I'm going with this. When he this, he texted us and he was like, we need to all be in early. We need to meet. Okay. And he pretty much just. I do remember this. He pretty much put us in a, in a, in, in like an office, in like the office space in an empty conference room. Myself. It was like a players-only meeting. Seriously, players-only, myself, you, and DA. And we all sit down, and you and I both know we're about to get a stern talking to. 
That you I know, know, to be honest, looking back, I forget what it was about. I, the podcast didn't go up right like two of the three days in a row. It was just, I think it was like a lot of things that were uh, little things, a lot of little things that were bottled up, and DA finally exploded. So he brings us into the conference room. He puts his stuff down. He a big deep breath. <sighs> All right, guys. So what are we gonna do here? <laughs> and me and you just look at e- each other, and we can't laugh because we know it's supposed to be serious. And you respond, I don't think we have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he... That's such a me answer, too. I- I'm going to be honest, DA. I don't think we have to do anything. <laughs> and boy, did he not like that. <laughs> I will never forget that. Yeah, so, I mean, for those of you who listen to the show, we all have a pretty good rapport with each other. We all are friends. And, and to be honest... And I'm not singling out any shows or anything, but I do think you get some phoniness from certain shows. And I don't even mean this in CBS Sports Radio. I I think across the board where, you know, maybe they sound good on the air and then ultimately there's some kind of breakup and you hear about, you know, there was bickering, there was fighting. I mean, you heard rumors of Mike and the Mad Dog. You've heard rumors of Opie and Anthony. And I'm not trying to compare the DA show to Mike and the Mad Dog or Opie and Anthony, although watch us coming. We all get along really well. Yeah. That's one thing we do. We all do get along really well. So... I think what's funny about you telling a story like that is I bet you a lot of people turn on the radio every night and they hear us talk and and they presume oh, these guys are laughing, having a good time. We all have had our heated moments despite getting along really well, which the good thing about it is like we just did, you could laugh about them long term. I mean, you're not laughing in the moment, but long term because you know it's just, okay, you know, we, we all want the same thing here, what's best for the show. But it's funny you brought up that moment because that was just one of those. And he looked at me and that was, a, as DA said numerous times, which I've gotten better with, you know, I'm always giving reasons why something happened. Always deflecting blame. Right. And I see, and this has been one of me and DA's like ongoing things for five years. He feels like I deflect blame and I never just take one on the shoulder, which I think is true to an extent. But my thing is there's always a reason for something to happen. It's not like I just didn't feel like doing something, but he doesn't like hearing the reasons. And that was one of those cases where I just said, you know, what's the point of me giving you a reason? I don't think we have to work on anything. And boy, did he <laughs> give us a reamin. I think you're better off of just taking it, taking one on the shoulder and saying, yep, it's on me. I'll, I've learned. I have learned. You've gotten better. Because you can see it in the last you've, year. You've gotten better, but please promise me when I'll I'm gone it. now, just take it. It's not <laughs> worth the aggravation. It's not worth it. Whoever you have sitting next to you, it, it's not going to help. It's not worth it. In a week, DA will get over it. It'll be onto something else that's annoying him or bothering him or whatever the case. Um, okay, you're funny. The, the moment you feel you laugh the hardest on the air ever. Oh, that that's so tough. That You're really putting me on the spot there. Okay, um, well, give me what – just, you know, first thing comes to your mind, funniest moment with us on the DA show. Chipotle rant. That's the first thing. The Chipotle rant. The, the Chipotle rant. I, I mean, the passion that you brought to that rant, was unbelievable, and, and it's and it was so comical because you were so serious, and people may I was ticked. People may think like, "Oh, he's putting on a show." No, that was that was as sincere as Sean gets, and very sincere. And it, it, it you didn't miss a beat. You didn't miss a beat. The delivery was great. I was I was dying. That was hilarious. See, my for Joe and I, I put this on Instagram and Twitter. For me, a lot of my funny moments with you don't even happen when the microphone's on. There is so much funny stuff that happens in the newsroom, and maybe we're the only clowns that think we're funny. I mean, the look, when I come off a weekend, and maybe I've had a few too brev- too many beverages or off a football Sunday, I come in on a Monday. And you're looking puffy. I'm looking puffy. I'm extra salty. I got no guest booked, even though I've, you know, I've tried to. <laughs> and what is my famous saying that people have basically put up in the newsroom? Get me out of here. Get me out of here. It's something I say every Monday, 
And it really, it, it's, I'll play on words as a joke because I love working on the show, but it's just that initial, like, you walk in, you feel like crap. You got nothing on the horizon. You're wondering, how the heck are we going to make a good radio show for five days? And we end up making a good radio <laughs> show course, in five ma- days. We make it work. But I have basically trademarked get me out of here or get me to Friday. Get me to Friday. And get me out of here. And it's caught on in the newsroom. Others say it. But every time I say that, you know, or or you're in there and you make me just crack up laughing or even, I mean, let's be honest, how many moments beyond the scenes where I, if you pay close enough attention... You could hear during certain times DA is saying something where maybe nothing funny was mentioned. He'll start to crack or crack up. I mean, this even happens with Jay Berman and updates. And a lot of times that funny stuff is me or you on the other side of the glass. Doing like, something stupid. Doing something stupid, something that's maybe not suitable for air or saying something in DA's headphones or to each other. <laughs> or dancing. Or, or dancing. Or like I'll take my shirt off and do a little gyration. Or, Ooh. frankly, me and you just say something stupid to each other, and he sees us cracking up, and then he starts cracking up, has no idea what's going on. What are on. you two bozos laughing right. at back there? How many times do me and you just start laughing about stupid So things? many times. It happens so often. There- and that's what makes the night go by so fast, other than the show just being great in general. Between that and the, just the, the camaraderie and the friendship that was built, like... It was like it's a natural... Like you said, it's a natural friendship. Total, total natural it's, it's not. It's not fake... Uh, the chemistry is unbelievable. And even if me or you ever got ticked at each other, where it, I was annoying the heck out of you, or maybe I you know, passed gas too many times or something <laughs> like this, you have this ability to turn and make a stern face and be like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. And then inevitably we both just break and start cracking up because you can't hold it together. I mean, you said, <laughs> I can't even remember. Last night was a good one, but I cannot repeat it. I don't even PGP remember. About oh. what you were going to do. Oh, in the snowstorm. <laughs> snow yeah, I mean, we say a lot of really perverted things to each other off the air. I guess. Huh? I mean, yeah. Not <laughs> there, there's been moments where, like, you've, you've, like, not that you've ripped me, where you're like, get this, get this, get this, blah, blah, blah. And I come back at you, and I'm upset at you, and I'm annoyed. And then you come back with, you know what? I think I'm gonna get dumplings tonight. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> which brings us to our next point. I think Joe, we'd be remiss if we didn't have our favorite off-air song. A favorite go-to for us is ordering Chinese food, and I don't know how this came to be, Joe, but anytime we start thinking about Chinese food, me and Joe will just be back there behind the scenes singing, Chinese food, Chinese food. (laughs) I don't remember the rest of the words, but then we sit there and go, we could get this song produced and probably make millions. And we should. We should. I think I'll come back a few days during the week while I'm gone to try to get this going. We should. But yeah, so that's just the stupid stuff we do that you guys don't see behind the scenes. Before I let you go, if I had to remember one, my favorite moment for you has to be, and I believe it made the 12 DAs, I have to look back, when you finally lost it, when you had it with me bringing up Kenny Brock. Ugh. When you snapped. Bro- He's not coming back. Enough. The bromance between you and Kenny Brock, I couldn't take it. Be- Towards the end, I said, you know what? I don't care anymore. Let him love him. <laughs> because, Joe, the thing is, I got to the point where I knew I was trolling you by saying some of that stuff because I knew it aggravated you, but you were always just so soft-spoken, like you never cared. But for you to snap like that, was great it was great enough 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 well that's gonna wrap it joe pgp that's it last time in studio anything any words you want to leave us with i love you i love no, you i it. love da i love all the listeners no, i love james war too sometimes when he isn't eating pork chops and asking me to book guests i love <laughs> i love everything no shot about for this Berman? oh and jb i mean that's my guy right jb i Thank, I Jay wanted, Berman, a beloved figure behind the scenes to most of us. Oh, for sure. Uh, seriously. He's a cranky uncle you never had. Seriously, thank you for ha- always having me on the PGP. You guys have been great to me. 
There it is. Joe D. He'll probably cry tonight on the air. So by the time you heard this, maybe you'll hear him crack some tears. And, and still follow me on Twitter at Joe D. CBS for now. It's going to have to change. I don't know what. Maybe we could do that. We're, what should I change my Twitter plug? We're done with your Twitter plugs. You're out. You're what out. What should That's my Twitter it. handle be? I Help me out. Joe D. Dumplings. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, you can follow me, and I'll keep my handle at CBS. Joe, thanks for the good time. Love you, buddy. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.